Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And let's start with a lovely happy birthday to the amazing Danielle. <laughs> happy 21st Thank you. birthday. We love you. You're oh. amazing. So great to be 21. I feel so refreshed now that Satan is going to be banished from the White House. Well, you the know, best it's a gift ever. It's funny that you say that with such certainty because. We're not 1,000% sure that that's going to happen now, are we? Oh, that we? motherfucker is leaving. He's leaving. I mean, he is leaving. If I have to go pack that bitch up myself, he is leaving. We said we would do this show until the end of the election, and the votes have all been cast. They haven't all been Correct. counted, but somehow... <laughs> The election continues as an ongoing drama because, unsurprisingly, Donald Trump, who showed us in 2016 that he was the worst winner imaginable, also shows us now that he is the worst loser imaginable. I mean, so let's just look at it this way. So far, we know that Joe Biden has received an upwards of what? Five to seven million more votes than Donald Trump. I think we're he shattered. I think we're at seventy-five to seventy-one and a half. So he shattered Barack Obama's uh, voter turnout record. He's flipped two goddamn states. And you know who tweeted uh, today to vote in Minnesota? Eric Trump. Is he the dumbest Trump? Oops. Yes. Yes. He is. That, he, yes. That's okay. certified. Yes. But, you know, we knew that Donald Trump uh, was not going to concede because narcissists don't do that. Right. But I think that what is fascinating to me is these interviews that cable news continues to do with his deplorable base. Like, yeah. I get that we now understand that the deplorables are 50 percent of the population and not 39 percent. But at the same time, I'm like, why are we still talking to them? You're a well, loser. Well, the media's question of was the election stolen 
is a leading and inappropriate question that suggests that there's a possibility of saying yes. It doesn't matter what somebody's opinion on that is. It, it is certifiably, demonstrably provable that it was not stolen, that there was no electoral fraud, there was no voter fraud. The, b- the bizarre thing is that Trump and the Republicans are saying there was electoral fraud and we need to make sure there's integrity in the election, which is part of their multi-pronged effort to steal the election and rob the election of the integrity. I mean, these are the people who cut down the number of polling places. These are the people who fucked with the Postal Service, right? These are the people who put up fake ballot boxes, right? Who told you... And and burned some of them. Burned them. Told you that voting by mail is not not trustworthy. I mean, Trump has been consistently sowing... Uh, doubt in the electoral process. So he is doing what he claims the other side is doing, which is very Trumpian, right? He's trying to steal the election by claiming the other side is trying to steal the election. Um, but I think the larger point is this fits entirely in with the the modern and the historic GOP's thesis that a deep sense of grievance will motivate their people, will keep the tribe tight. These are a group this is a group of people still mad about the Civil War, still mad mm-hmm. about Roe v. Wade, still mad mm-hmm. about Judge uh, Justice Bork, Judge Bork not making it onto the Supreme Court. So this just becomes the newest thing, the newest lost battle that they can be angry about for years to come. And four, eight, twelve years from now, they can still use this as an excuse to do anything, be it deny Joe Biden any Supreme Court justices, cohere around Trump in 2024, you know, say mean things about any elected Democrat that they want, attack anybody. The sense of grievance is critical to the modern Republican Party. This is not a game that the Democratic Party plays. I think the Democratic Party generally focuses around hope and the idea that we can have a better tomorrow the Republican Party focuses around the idea that we got screwed in the past, we are the victims, and we need to get them back. You know, the the, the problem that I have here with the, the Republicans' grievances is that we pay too much attention to them when they lose. When we lose, the Republicans pretty much put up a middle finger and they say, go fuck yourself. When, and, and, and they're, and, or Mitch McConnell goes on to the Senate floor and says, I alone have absolute power, right? But somehow, you know, if you, if you paid attention, which I don't know why anyone continues to do, but if you pay attention to Megyn Kelly's tweet oh, good Lord. Uh, uh, yesterday where Megyn Kelly said, you know, well, Democrats are going to have to reconcile with the 70 million Americans, you know, who voted for Donald Trump. And I'm like, because Donald Trump reconciled with the 68 million people that that voted for Hillary Clinton versus that that voted for him. Get the fuck out of here. Like we don't have to apologize for winning. You should apologize for having sided with a fascist and showing your white supremacist ass. Mm. But there, there, there is always this, this desire by Republicans that now all of a sudden what is pissing me off are the calls for quote unquote unity. Where were the calls for unity over the past four years? If you didn't call for unity over the past four years and you find yourself calling for unity now, you are a fool, well, right? Is, and we and we and we know you. We also know that it's disingenuous. This is an extremely low 
moment for the GOP in in a in a valley of low moments um, that Joe Biden has won. They all know that it's fair and square. They all know there were advisors at observers. They all know the deal. Um, and they, you know, and it was not a surprise to any of them. The, the, the closest to the election was a surprise to many of them, but it was not a surprise to any of them that Trump lost. And yet they are refusing to congratulate Joe Biden, who they all know. He's not some outsider who they don't know. He is part of the D.C. club. They all know Joe. They're refusing to congratulate him. They're refusing to act like the election is over. And I'm not even talking about the Kaylee McEnany's and the Kellyanne Conways. I'm talking about Mitch McConnell, Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, these sort of people who are know they are going to have to work with Joe Biden. They know that he was elected fair and square. They accept the results of their own elections just fine. <laughs> oh, isn't nope. that isn't that convenient? Those isn't are that convenient? Over those but talk I mean like this discussion of of legal votes and it's it's just disgusting the way the Republican party you know if even if they wanted to say, you know, we need to see how these these court battles go, but you know, good job Joe, but like no, this the, I mean like we have the the Erdogan from Turkey, okay, has called uh, Biden to say congratulations, and yet Republicans in America have not called Biden to say, "Okay, you got it." You know, and and the, you, lack, the lack of understanding that there is something bigger than you—that is America, that is government—that that needs to go on, whether or not you won this particular battle. The loss of that notion is truly disgusting. So here's the thing, too. You know, you bring up such a valid point, and I want people to, like, marinate in it. Joe Biden, to your point, is not a stranger. He has served alongside many of these old-ass white men that should have been removed from their positions decades ago. He served alongside them for roughly 30 years, right? So to pretend that you think that this man that you literally served with, shoulder to shoulder with, have drinks with, dinner with, know his kids, know his family, and then you're out in the street like pretending that he's a liar, pretending that you you have literally, you've known him and invested in him and worked with him longer than the ties that you've had to Donald Trump. This is all that you really need to know about these people and their wayward allegiances that they have. Right. They don't have an allegiance to the American people, to doing right by them. They don't even take their own jobs seriously enough to even offer up any policies or any platforms. But I think that it's remarkable that like, you know, you look at a Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham used to call John McCain his best friend until he found his nose up Donald Trump's ass. And that's why Cindy McCain is just like, what? Like, you've been in my home. And you're allowing this man to, to come out of his mouth to talk about my late husband? It just shows you like they're, they are so, they have no character. They have no morals. They have no value, right? And, it, and it's, it, it's incensing to think that after four years of this obstruction, this, 
this, this, you know, um, evil and cruelty that they wouldn't come to a place and say, oh, well, at least he's not a black guy. Cause you know, we don't fuck with them, but like that we wouldn't work, that we would work with Joe cause we can get things done. Cause he's a moderate, you know, right? I, they're not even there. I thought that Trump's hold on the Republican party was leashed to, uh, him as a winner, him as a person who uh, has office, will hold office, has all these voters in his pocket. And at a moment when he has lost, and they know you're not going to find some voter regularity that's going to overturn Georgia, the thousands of vote lead that Biden has in Georgia, and the thousands and thousands of vote lead he has in Pennsylvania, and the thousands of vote lead he has in Nevada, and and you you you've been in D.C. for decades. You know that's not going to happen. Um, you know that never freaking happens, and you know that he has lost, yeah. and that you still remain loyal to him at this moment you know it reminds me of i watched um the the other nexium documentary seduced which is like just evil on a plate and yet you get to the end and no spoilers everybody knows keith ranieri goes to prison for 120 years um but you know at the end of seduced there's this iphone video of his supporters continued supporters when he's in prison in Brooklyn and supporters dancing outside his prison window. And I'm like, wow, like this guy is going away forever. And you continue to follow him and dance for him and try to like send him a message of like, we still love you. And this motherfucker Trump is, has lost it's over. He's vanquished. There's nothing more he can do for you. And these people still line up with their soul in one hand and their integrity in the other. Mm. And they mm. throw it in the bag and they say, mm. I think that this election is not over. <laughs> do you know what I like? The other thing, too, there was a meme that was going around on Instagram and I loved it. And it said, and I wish I could I could accredit it to who to who wrote it, but it said, "Live your life in such a way that if you were to lose your job, the fucking world doesn't celebrate." How embarrassing is it for Donald Trump that he lost his job? Right, he is fired. Right, the American people overwhelmingly came out in the midst of a health pandemic to fire his ass, and once the results came in over the weekend that I was awoken from bed with pots and pans and screaming. There were spontaneous parties in the streets, but Torre, not just in New York, not just in LA, not just in Chicago and Philly. Pennsylvania, France, 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 France set off fireworks. France, France. Germany, France. people were in the street. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best 
With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. But Tuesday, um, excuse me, Saturday, the election was the longest Tuesday of our lives. But <laughs> it, it did conclude on Saturday. Um, it was an extraordinary day in Brooklyn where we are that um, after, a race, after the race was called, we could hear people yelling outside and we got up and we walked up the up to Kalb Avenue, um, and anybody who seemed at all allied or cool, you would just go woo, and they would go woo, and we're just like wooting to strangers back and forth, and everyone is played along because they're all like oh my, and anybody who's wearing paraphernalia, it's like woo woo, oh my god. And then, like, you know, and then you got to um, the corner of DeKalb and Washington Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington Park being a street um, which borders uh, Fort Greene Park, for those who know the area. And there was a massive, maybe five, six hundred person dance party that started spontaneously. It started off with like sort of cheering in the middle of the street, blocking traffic. Somebody grabbed a bag of Cheetos and threw it on the ground and stomped on it. Okay. People were like popping champagne and like spraying it around. And then like the speakers came out and people were playing songs and dancing. And then the DJ came out and everyone was just dancing for hours. And it was this, release of four years of tension this release of what four Mm. or five days of tension of like what's going to happen with this thing um and yeah like it's what freedom felt like you didn't real like we talk about this stuff all the time this is our work right 
But to, to, to listen and to watch, like I went over to my local, uh, wine shop cause I wanted to buy champagne and they're like, we're almost out. They're like, as soon as we heard the screaming, everybody rushed in and said, give me two bottles and rushed out. And they said the, the, we haven't, everyone collectively was saying, we haven't felt this kind of joy in years. And you think about, you know, I talk often about the trauma of this time, the trauma that we're still going to like work through as a nation, the PTSD of what it, of it, of what it felt like to live in an impressive, in an oppressive state with an administration that is actively trying to kill you. Right. So whether you are an undocumented person an immigrant, they're kicking you out of the country, throwing you in a detention hole, ripping you away from your parents, kicking you out of the military if you're trans, you know, celebrating cops who are killing black people in the street or ignoring an entire pandemic that has killed over 230,000 people. It's like to not actively be targeted by this administration, the release that people felt, but not just in this country, but around the world goes to show you just how appalling Donald Trump is. So the idea that we have a Republican party that wants to pretend like this is not the will of the people when the world took a collective sigh on Saturday and, and continued to party all weekend long. Like that's, that's incredible to pretend like you still have some type of silent majority. It's like, did you, did you go out in front of the white house and see the thousands of people like in Lafayette Square, you mean the ones that you tried to trample on months ago with tear gas and horses, right? That are now celebrating. I just think that they people like the Republican Party, I'm just shocked. I continue to be shocked at the fact that they'll just never get it. Like they're going to bury themselves in the name of Trump. That even in this moment when they have free will to distance themselves from this utter and complete loser, that they are still choosing to lick his boots and had the audacity to start talking about 2024 and Trump running again. And I said, it's going to be hard for you to run from prison. Oh, That's going oh, to be very oh, difficult. Oh, oh, oh. You know, you know, I, I, I'm looking at the Republican Party like, so you've lost seven out of eight popular votes. You need to make a change. And people are saying to me, we got a higher percentage of black and brown Latino people than we did last time. We're good. And to the black people who voted for Trump, I say, fuck you. Um, but 90% of black people, it seems, and we don't have all the numbers, but somewhere about 90% of black people showed up and voted for Joe Biden. And that made the difference in the states that constitute the Blue Wall, Georgia, um, and some other places. Now, if the in black people are the demographic that votes with the Democratic Party more solidly than any other demographic of people. If the Republican Party doesn't look at this and say, we need to fix that. We need to peel off more black people. We need to do something to win more black people. Then they're complete idiots. Now, they are complete idiots. So they will not walk away from this election saying, we need to do better by black voters because we're getting crushed by them. 
some actual ideas, not bullshit ideas like Blexit, some actual language that might speak to us in terms of respecting us, not language like plantation. I mean, like, for all the people who want to say that defund the police cost Democrats voters, every time you talk about we are on the Democratic plantation, black voters are like, well, that's another 10 years that I wouldn't even consider the Republican Party, the racism in the Republican Party, the acceptance of the Proud Boys, David Duke, uh, Dick Spencer, these sort of people, you are costing yourself a chance at winning the big cities that constitute most of the votes in several important states. And you are constraining yourself, consigning yourself to being a second-rate party in a two-party race for a long time, as the demographics continue to move with black and brown people, especially brown people, as a growing segment of America, and white people as a declining segment of America. So, you know, if, if you want to forsake black people who were the deciders in this election, do you. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy to see it because I'm a Democrat and I love to see it. Police officer shot and killed a black woman in her own home. Incident after incident, year after year. Say Their Name, a podcast that focuses on the assault and killing of unarmed black people by police and in Stand Your Ground states. I'm the mother, father, sister, uncle, grandmother. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We were best friends. We are humanizing these headlines, figuring out who these victims really were before the hashtags. Say their name. You can listen on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what I what I really found so telling uh, uh, about this election season is all of the things that you're saying are true, and the realization that Republicans weren't trying to win any votes. They weren't trying. They had. When have you ever? But no, no, no. From anyone. They had no platform. The RNC said, you know what? Let's just copy and paste from 2016 to 2020 as if nothing different had happened in the world over the last four years that they need to come up with new ideas for and to address. It was like, no, we're just going to roll with it, which means that we don't care about the 30 million people that are unemployed. We don't care about the people that are dying of COVID. We don't care about the fact that half the country was on fire and a third of it was underwater. We don't care about like any of the, any of the things that we have all had to deal with and see and, 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 and face over the last four years, Republicans looked at all of the American people, the people that vote for them and the people whose votes that they should be trying to get, and said, we don't have a platform for you. We have, we have, nothing, to, we have nothing to provide to you. And so that's why I, I understood that they were rigging the fuck out of this election with their with their Supreme Court justice, their their federal their federal uh, bench that they were stacking, all of these things because the slowing of the mail, the fucking illegal shit that Louis DeJoy was doing with the mail, all of the 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 red the red governors that were that were you know in cahoots. 
they did the most and all they had to do was create a platform. All, and the, the thing that scares me about Donald Trump's loss is that if he had dealt with COVID, he could have sailed to he re-election. He could have won. He could have won. won. We're seeing some data that is suggesting that coronavirus did not have a massive impact on the way voters voted. And we need to look at more data and have more votes come in. And because, you know, obviously in this election in particular, exit polls are worthless um, because so many people voted by mail, right? So we have to wait. But 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 some of the political scientists are saying, like, well, look at what happened in these governor's races, in these Senate races, um, in, these, in these congressional races. Uh, it doesn't appear like people were voting based on COVID. Um, but we need to wait for a fuller picture. But, you know, looking at the crowds dancing didn't remind me of when Obama won. It was different than when Obama won. Um, and that was a joyful night. Now, th- that was at night. This was Saturday afternoon. So that's a big, huge difference. Um, but, yeah, I think that there was a huge celebration against Trump, right? Mm-hmm. We are among the people who were not uh, huge Biden folks. We were not for Biden throughout the primary. Um, We, you know, we held our nose and voted for him. Um, You know, we liked him. We like him, but we never loved him. Um, I wasn't certain. I was never I wasn't certain that he'd be able to get it done. Um, And, you know, it is a tribute to him that he was able to navigate his way through a difficult and complicated primary with many younger people, with many more exciting people, when he looked like yesterday's news. Um, he really did in the primary, right? I'm I mean, mad, I'm mad at you. No, he but I mean, like, like yesterday's news. I mean, like Bernie Sanders was, <laughs> you know, was was a four year superstar, right? Liz Warren was ready to go. We had brand new superstars: Beto O'Rourke, Pete Buttigieg. Like, we got we got people in this race. Kamala Harris. Like, let's go. And Joe, you know, and some of those debates, um, some of the big debates early ish on. He, I mean, we talked about it. He looked like, you know, grandpa at Thanksgiving dinner was like, well, who was? They're talking to me. Oh, my God. You know, and as time went on, he got steadier. He got stronger. His message got sharper. His self-presentation got stronger. And, you know, he seems like a great caretaker for a difficult moment in the country. That he can come in and say, okay, let's take down the temperature. Let's remember we all love America. Let's remember we all love each other. Let's clean up this COVID thing with doctors and scientists, amazingly. No, 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 nobody with the last name Biden is on the task force. What? Uh, No, no in-law is on the task force. Um, No donor is on the, is on the task force. No Mr. Pillow. No Mr. Pillow. No Mr. Pillow guy is on the task force. That's a mistake. That pillow guy surely knows a lot about science. Um, You know, we're probably going to have economists dealing with the economy. Like. What? Sorry, you talking crazy. Revolutionary things. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's, it's great to see 
an adult in the room after all this time. Um, you know, it, it's it's. But it's going to take some time. You know, Joe is all about unity. Joe is all about reaching across the aisle, all these sort of things. We're getting attacked on, on Twitter by Megyn Kelly, among many others, saying, well, the Democrats say they want unity. No, Joe Biden is calling for unity, and that is his job to call for that and to work for that. But both sides need to be pulled together because the right feels, like, victimized, but so do we. I feel like the victim of years of their racism, their attacks, their sneering, disgusting, horrendous attitude toward America, which continues to this day, to this moment, with their attack on the election. Um, it's going to take, it, you know, I'm not here to open arms, call a Trumper, and be like, let me try to understand your feelings. Fuck your feelings. Feelings to fuck quote your feel- you. Let me tell. Let me to quote you. Fuck, fuck your, your feelings. feelings. Fuck your feelings. Um, you know. I want that on a T-shirt. I wanted to say democracy-ish. Fuck your feelings. <laughs> fuck your feelings. <laughs> Think we found the title of the episode. Ooh. Fuck your yeah, feelings. Fuck your feelings. Um, you know, I'm I'm not ready to forgive them, and I certainly am not forgiving without an apology, and that does not seem anywhere near about to happen you supported a racist fascist incompetent moron apologize twice apologize i mean like this isn't like you supported romney you supported bush you supported mccain i agreed to disagree when it was those people i accepted family members i accepted people i knew i agreed to disagree this is not an acceptable choice donald fucking trump and, you know, and, and the fact that they continue, again, to, you know, to run the talking points of the cult, that they continue um, to want to discredit our democracy because they see that their power is slipping away. You know, the reality here is that we did something. And I, when I say we, I mean black people. I also mean uh, indige- indigenous Native American folks. Do you know the reason why, and I want everybody to give kudos, that Arizona flipped was because of the Navajo people there. They voted 75%. It is the highest voter turnout of like Native American people in ever in any election. And so like we have to under like we have to really give applause and credence to who saved our democracy from demise. And it was black people and it was brown people. And so, you know, when I came out the other day on Twitter and I said, here's the thing. One, fuck you and your unity. And two, I never want to hear the phrase white suburban woman ever fucking oh, again. Yeah, but you will. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, let me tell you something. Nobody better have me on their TV asking me my thoughts on white suburban women because I will curse them all the way out. Like I have, I have no time for the bullshit. I have no time for the Karens. Those bitches voted 55%. Wow. They went up, up from, up from 52%, 55%. Trump won more white women in 2020 than he did in 2016. So no, I, I I don't. What what white people showed in this 
particular election is that they are irrelevant. We do not need you anymore. We do not need to convince you to do the right fucking thing. But instead, because as long but, as we have black and brown people, we're good. But instead of the 2016 election led to this national autopsy uh, about who is the Trump voter. And there were, you know, articles and segments and books and documentaries about who is the Trump voter. Black voters were the deciders in this election. Will we see years of probes on TV and in books and documentaries? Of who is the black voter and what do they want? No, you will not. And that is some of the bullshit of America. But can we, importantly, can we, no, I just, importantly, I want to ask you, I want to ask you a question to about somebody that, and you know, you can choose not to answer it, but is it Van you know, Jones? It is. Ah! Um, it, it, it fucking is. I knew where and, you were going. And you know, and, 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 and oftentimes like I allow sleeping dogs to lie. Like you can, you know, do your hustle, do your thing. But let me tell you something about that those fucking crocodile tears. Um, Van Jones was one of the first people to come out the first time that Donald Trump gave his State of the Union. And if everyone remembers, everyone remembers, Donald Trump uttered two complete sentences and Van Jones looked into the camera on CNN and said, he just became president in that moment. He just became president in that moment? The praising that he has done for this administration on their criminal justice reform because he's friends with Kim Kardashian and he's and he brought her in to work on these initiatives, which, by the way, great. I'm very I'm, I'm uh, fantastic. But let me tell you about the fuckery of the tears with regard to, oh, you know, now my you know, now like the, the, the children have somebody to look up to. And I'm saying, dude, really? Wait, well, really? Uh, you, you know, were, really? Let me say something. In 2008, when Barack Obama was elected, I was hosting a an election special for BET. And for some reason, we had Democrats and Republicans there. And I was so mad and I was roasting the Republicans in the green room, in the, in the hallway, the whole freaking time. They were freaking sick of me. And I was killing them, went on stage, snide comments, all kinds of shit. And, you know, up and I mean, like up until the moment that Barack won, they were talking their Republican shit. And the moment he won, they did sort of break down in a teary moment, and they were able to emotionally share the immensity of, wow, a black person won. And at the time, I was like, fuck you and fuck your feelings. You weren't with us five minutes ago. And over time, I was like, you know, this is the immensity of an election, that in that moment, even those black Republicans were like, okay, I do see this side of it. And I have... I share your deep disappointment in many, many things that Van has said on television over the last four years, over the last 12 months, what have you. But I was quite moved by that moment of tears and that, that the sense that like character actually does matter, that America actually 
still is alive, that the release of the pain that we have had about being like targeted and attacked literally and figuratively by Trump and his people, um, that is like loosened. Um, I, I, I was moved by that and and i did as a as a parent he was he he located a lot of that and being a parent of that you can teach your kids that character matters um i i i break with a lot of people who attack him even for that thing you know that that moment was powerful television and I, i i felt him and i was moved by that and i thought he was being very genuine i think the moment of an election turning ending and you being part of talking about it in the first moment on television would be extremely emotional. Um, yeah, it, 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 I've seen it move people in many, many different ways. So I forgave him for that. I didn't forgive him for many other things that he did. But, <laughs> but that one, I was like, okay, I can fuck with you. I can fuck you with you. You know, what, what, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm sure he'll win a Golden Globe for it. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, but I will say this, you know, I want to I want to talk about Kamala for for a moment, because I think that in my my fear of uh, another decade of fascism, uh, my fear that this was going to be our last election, if in fact we weren't able to win, I wasn't even allowed to have any type of joy in the fact that a black woman could possibly be the vice president of the United States. And so now that it is, and she is Madam, you know, vice president elect as a, as a black woman, as a Jamaican American, as a, uh, as a child of immigrants, my grandmother, as mother immigrated from Calcutta, from India to Jamaica, You know, I feel so deeply about Kamala's win and the symbol that it sends to little black and brown girls across the country and the fact that a woman has finally ascended to the second highest level in the land. Um, I'm excited about what she's going to do, what she will do and present and represent over the next four years. Yeah, no, Um, she's, she's a badass she's um super intelligent lots of energy uh you know not everything on her record has been perfect but nobody in public life has a perfect record um i am proud to see her in that spot in that seat i am excited to see what she's going to do i am certain that she's going to be uh one of the more activisty uh, vice presidents, you know, who are actually like involved in doing things rather than those who just go to funerals and wait just in case to just like a spare. Um, so I look forward to seeing her being a powerful part of this administration of this country and her running for president in 2028. Oh, okay. So we're still on the. You, you still believe that yeah, on, Joe is it. running again stop in twenty twenty four? Did you did you not uh, see him literally running to the podium? He ain't stepping you, down in twenty twenty four. Y'all need to stop. Let me tell you something about that jog. 
That I screamed. I said, "You better do it. You better. You right? better run up those steps. Right? You better. You better. You better show Trump with his fat ass that you out there just casually I'm, hustling I, I, it up. I'm fit. I've got it. I'm running. I'm ready to go. I'm like. I'm. I mean, like he. He. There were times in the primary, as I said, when he seemed out of it, and he seems yes. on it." And alive and ready to go and like, you know, and, and just he is a deeply decent, caring person. He is one of those politicians who seems like he doesn't do it for the ego. He does it because he cares about other people. And mm-hmm. that is going that is a thousand percent what we as a country need right now to smudge away the stench of what we've mm, had for the last four years. Yeah, we need, I mean, we need, what I want folks to remember too is that we still have an opportunity to win the Senate. We have two seats. Uh, we have two runoffs that are happening in Georgia and Stacey Abrams, it, her work is not done. Ooh. And also, ha- also hats off to her, my God, my God, Stacey Abrams. Um, how fucking extraordinary, uh, she is and the work that she has been doing tirelessly in Georgia to turn it blue. Um, and so we still have an opportunity to get rid of Mitch McConnell. Amy McGrath was not able to do that in Kentucky, but we still have an opportunity to take the gavel out of his hand, right? We can't, we can't get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's enough. I want the gavel out of his hand. Yeah. 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 I'd like to clobber him with it, but (laughs) instead of that. I would like it at least but removed Danielle, from his, his hands. We still have a country. There have been times at the, in the last six months we were like, I, I, I don't know if we still do. We're about to lose it all. We were about to lose it all. We still have a country. I can't believe, and we were, pr- and we literally started praying about it. We it started as a joke, then, then it got we scary. Really. We were really like, ooh, this may or may not work out. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I mean, America is not perfect, and we will be the first to line up to criticize America, but we have been rescued from the brink, and now we can get to somewhere that is more equitable and more empowering for more of us including us because i do think that biden is fully aware that black voters delivered this for him uh Mm -hmm. in the primary and in the general and black people from barack obama to jim clyburn and stacey abrams made the difference for him and Mm -hmm. uh, and you know and kamala harris and i don't think that he's going to forget that I mean, he can't, right? Like, if 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 Joe Biden is interested uh, in you know a, in eight in eight years, right? Um, you need to dance with the people that brought you, and he needs to remember from South Carolina to Election Day who it was that brought him across the finish line for a job that he has been auditioning for for forty six years. So, in the twenty first century. I love this statistic. Democrats, when there is a black person on the ticket, are three and zero. Oh. 
and when there's not a black person on the ticket, they are 0-3. Mm. And I can guarantee you that there will be a black person on the ticket in 2024 <laughs> and almost certainly in 2028. Praise so him. here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And it's still your birthday, so happy birthday. Have a lovely one. Thank you. And thank you for for the democracy. Best birthday (laughs) present ever. You still have a country. We still have a country. Thanks, all. All right. Peace.